Hello and welcome to Bonus Scary. Scary uh, Bonus. Popcorning. Uh, uh, a trip to the theater. Theater. Uh, we went to the the theater. Uh, it's our first time in the theater since The Invisible, the Invisible Man. Man. <laughs> in uh, 2020. Yeah. We, we found like a little empty 415 showing to see Nope on I mean, I, I opening figured day. a Thursday night wouldn't be as bad. I mean, it was not even nighttime. It was light when we walked out of the theater. There were um, maybe five other people in the theater. Yeah. Um, so we saw Nope, the new Jordan Peele film. Uh, it was really good. Yeah, it um, was really good. Do we want to talk about the uh, trailer experience before we give our general impressions or yeah, after? Yeah, let's just talk about the trailers for a second because <laughs> horror movie trailers drive me insane. Also, I have to say, it's been a long time since we've seen a movie. It's been a long time since I have sat through 30 minutes of trailers. Oh my god. Jesus Christ. Um, we started with a Barbarian. It, it does uh, one of those where it starts off looking like a rom-com for some reason and then it gets to the scary stuff i think it's kind of a scary trailer it it was one of my favorite trailers but i don't know if there was a successful one of these and they all just started doing the same style of trailer i don't know know what it is there's so many of them now i think um this one has helped a lot by being the first one we watched because i had a generally positive impression of this trailer yeah Uh, yeah it looks interesting uh i'm you know, if it's the kind of movie where, like, if it reviews well when it comes out, I'll probably watch it on stream. I'll be interested. Yeah. I'm not going to go see it, but, you know. It's it like, looks okay. different enough. Um, we saw the trailer for Beast starring Idris Elba. Yeah, that sure looks like a movie where the monster is a lion. Yeah, the monster is a CG lion. Uh, you know what? I really like Idris Elba, but this is too much for me. <laughs> Listen, his agent, someone needs to talk to his agent because he is just in fucking anything anymore. Well, I feel like he has a terrible choice in the movie season for the most part. He's been I don't in, know why. He's been in a lot of bad movies. He was a cat. That's what <laughs> I'm saying. Someone needs to talk to that producer. I mean, I think this movie is for somebody. It's just not for me. Um, we'll see who it's for. <laughs> Uh, we saw the trailer for Don't Worry Darling, which is kind of a Stepford wives e horror movie from the perspective of the women in it, it, I guess. It goes on way too long. It gives away way too much, which is a running theme in a lot of these trailers. Yeah. I, I mean, I could see this movie being good. Um, I could see it. I don't. I, I don't. Mm. The thing is, like, I think it wants to be like, oh, you saw The Master. This could be good, but, like, scarier. And it's like, no, this isn't. This is going to be. The trailer was too long for me to believe that. It gives away everything, much like um, another one of the trailers. Yeah, so let's talk about The Invitation, which literally is just the entire plot of the movie happens. Um, We're going to spoil, I guess, The Invitation because... (laughs) The trailer spoils everything. Because the trailer gives it away. So We're going to spoil a movie that's not out yet. Here's just what they gave us in like a two and a half minute trailer. Um, A woman does a DNA test. Uh, It turns out she has this weird family living in Britain. Uh, This cute british guy comes to woo her off to come to britain uh she is is he her cousin i, I don't, don't know, know. <laughs> she goes to britain it seems really spooky and weird there uh they, she's part of the family now uh they're not gonna let her leave 
they're holding a weird initiation rite. They're vampires. Uh, they're vampires. She like escapes to this old couple in the town, uh, but they're in on it and bash her over the head. Uh, they she gets married to her cousin. Uh, she, <laughs> She, Is he your cousin? She, she got invited to this as, quote-unquote, a wedding, and the bride and groom kept never showing up, and she's like, where's the bride and groom? Where's the bride and groom? And the reveal is, she's the bride and groom. Uh, she's she, the bride and groom. She, <laughs> she kills them at the end. She hits them with, a, like, a shovel. <laughs> All of that. The whole thing was the trailer. I just saw the fucking movie. I don't need to go see it now. I don't want to see it now. I, I described it as ready or not with vampires. Yeah, but, like, why bother at this point? Also, Ready or Not's funny. I like Ready or Not. This looked not funny at all. Not one bit of it was funny. Not not even as a vampire AU Regency fiction thing? I'm not into that. (laughs) Uh, We saw the trailer for Halloween Ends. I bet it does. Yeah, the thing about us watching movies together is that we don't talk during the movie. We're very polite moviegoers, but we'll give each other looks. (laughs) (laughs) I saw it was called Halloween Ends, and I'm just like, I'll believe it when I see it. We both looked over at each other like, are you fucking serious? Because it's just old Jamie Lee Curtis doing the last Halloween movie again. I saw the first one. I bet she fucking kills him this time. Oh my god. It's only happened seven other times. Uh, next we saw the trailer for Smile, which looks like an It Follows ripoff. It could be something. My thoughts on it is that uh, the trailer is a little bit interesting. I think depending on execution, it could be fun or it could be bad. Yeah, I could really see it being really terrible. Yeah. Um, but if it comes out and people like it, I'm definitely going to watch it. Yeah. Um, and then? <laughs> uh, we're not, not not yet. We had one more. Uh, so we had Pray for the Devil, which I think is the worst movie trailer we saw. Oh, it looks so bad. This is just a Catholic Church uh, propaganda movie about how more and more people are having are, are needing exorcisms and we gotta be the first line of defense. And you have to go to, like, special church CIA to be an exorcist. Because the devil is real. God, it looks fucking bad. It looks this, so bad. Just the CGI stuff looks really bad. It, it looks not I think, only... I think it says a lot if you can't make your trailer look good. It looks not only bad, but I think what it has to say is, like, detestable. Yeah. So... We don't have a lot nice to say about the Catholic Church. Um, so, yeah, so we watch those trailers. The lights dim. AMC does its little, turn off your phones. Uh, and then we watch another trailer. And then Openheimer comes on, and I was so mad. Yeah, this is the new Christopher Nolan movie that we're not going to see. Uh, it's this stupid phenomena of a prestige trailer, a special trailer that comes before a specific movie for a something that people are kind of looking forward to, and people buy tickets just to see the damn trailer, and I hate it. I hate consumerism. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Just the fact that they baited and switched us, and then... The worst part, in my mind, is then AMC does another bit again, where they're like, oh, we're going to do this whole bit with the the actress that's in Jurassic World about how enjoy the movie, folks. She loves AMC. She loves AMC. God damn it, she loves AMC. She says we about AMC, (laughs) and it's like, fuck, I hate this. Um, Anyway, we're not Christopher Nolan people. We don't care about an Oppenheimer biopic. No, Uh, I don't give a shit. We're not going to see it. Anyway, finally time for the movie. Yeah. Uh, We're going to talk about the movie. uh, We promise this is a nope (laughs) podcast. 
podcast. We'll put our timestamp if they don't want to hear about the trailers. But the trailer experience was it's important. Insane. It was important. Uh, so we're gonna give our genuine or blah, 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 our general non-spoilery impressions, and then we're gonna tell people, hey, if you um, you know have not seen the movie, go away. And then we're gonna go into more real. Um, impressions yeah yeah definitely so that sounds good so non-spoilery first of all it was great uh, it was really really good i um i really enjoy all of his movies very much i think i would rank them in descending order in how much i like them but that still means i like it a lot you're comparing this to get out which is a five-star movie to me so uh yeah i think i like this more than us but less than get out personally uh, you like us a little bit more than me, and you like this movie maybe a tiny bit less than me. So I think it matters. I still up. love it though. I we we both loved it. It's um, a very different kind of movie, a very different kind of vibe from his previous work. But I think that's just to its benefit. I love that he did something totally different. Um, and I gotta say the performances, especially Daniel Kaluuya and Kiki Palmer, were. Kiki Palmer is amazing. I think you're a tiny bit more in love with Kiki Palmer's performance, and I'm a little bit more in love with Daniel Kaluuya's performance, but they were both really good. They're both really good. Um, Yeah, Kaluuya is just giving this, like, affected, sad, black cowboy, and it's really good. Uh, He's he's just really cool in this movie. He's kind of an everyman. He's got a... He's kind of got, like, horse guy charisma, you know? Yeah. Uh, it's it's good. He's like he's like a hardworking guy. Yeah. He he keeps saying throughout the movie like I got more work to do. I got to get up in the morning. <laughs> I got mouths to feed about his dozens of horses. <laughs> he's great. I, I love that. It. Um, and Kiki Palmer's just very fun. She's funny. She's so really funny. funny. So I many almost funny wi- moments. I almost wish I had seen this in a theater with more people just to um, get that experience of other people laughing at the jokes and stuff. <laughs> yeah, definitely. But... I, I'm sure there are going to be some theaters where this movie kills. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, I adore it. Do we have any more, like, non-spoilery thoughts, or do we want to get into specifics? I would say go in blind if you can. Absolutely if you can. If there are certain subjects that you're sensitive to, of course, I would maybe look at a content warning list online somewhere, but I don't think it's that bad, personally. I think that almost anyone could probably go in it blind. But, and I would recommend it that way. I think the less that you have spoiled for you, the better. And now we're going to spoil the heck out of the movie. Yeah, stop listening, go see it. Alright, I need to talk about this first because it's the first thing that happens in the movie is you see Keith David on a fucking horse. And I thought, oh my god, because I've done no research for this movie. Here's what I know about this movie. I know Daniel Kaluuya and Kiki Palmer in this movie and it's a Jordan Peele movie and... I heard the word aliens in one second of a trailer that I closed immediately after hearing the word aliens. I sit down, we start watching this movie, I see Keith David on a horse, and I'm like, oh my god, is this a Keith David movie? And then, it isn't. He's dead, I was so sad. I I mean, I had a sneaking suspicion, because he's not in that first trailer at all, and he's not really billed as a top billing for the movie, so I kind of figured something would happen. I was just, I had that brief moment of like, oh my god, is this going to be like my favorite movie? And I really liked it. And I, <laughs> I really liked it. Uh, but dang, I want to see a Keith David cowboy movie. We're, we're Keith David stands. 
Yeah. Um, love him in, like, everything he's ever been in. Of course. Including Gargoyles, one of my favorite animated shows ever. He's, like, the main guy in Gargoyles. Oh, really? Yeah. I didn't know that. Anyway, um, so, talking about... What do we want to talk about? I want to talk about the creature a little bit. We can get into the creature. So, I mean, it's the most exciting part of the movie. So, uh, you said you saw a bunch of people compare this movie to Jaws. Oh, yeah. Which I think is apt, and I think a lot of it comes into how they use the creature in this movie. is very Sparingly, Jaws to me. Yeah. Um, at the beginning, you don't really see it. Um, it's like a flying saucer. You see it kind of you, dart in between the clouds a little bit. You mostly bit. just see the shape of it. It, it looks like um, some something you would see in crappy doctored UFO footage. Yeah. Um, but like just enough of it that you're like, what the fuck was that? Yeah, and then, it's, it's like passing shapes in the clouds, which I think is really interesting. And then we get to see it up close, which is definitely scary. Um, we get to see inside its like big gullet. We realize it's like an animal. Um, uh-huh. I love this kind of um turn for the movie because i love when it gets into the creature uh this movie like kind of pump fakes you because it's like is this going to be about little gray men no it's about a giant flying monster and i think that's great i thought that was an awesome like turn to take yeah um just like hearing the people screaming while they're being digested in it was so scary i yeah i have to bring up the the audio design here because the noise the monster makes is just at first it sounds of animals screaming which is horrifying on its own but eventually it turns into people screaming which is also its own nightmare because you realize that maybe tens of people are being digested inside of it and you see this and it's very uh (laughs) disturbing and then and then i like the third act kind of evolution that it goes into where it changes shape yeah it turns into a giant jellyfish kind of thing um i think this is great because it's the first time they really show a lot of it on screen um and i think i would have gotten bored of the like flying saucer pretty quickly um but turning it into like this crazy undulating giant jellyfish that's doing weird geometric shape-shifting stuff is really good yeah because it's kind of not hiding anymore at that point yeah um I just was so glad that, like, they upped it a little bit, upped the ante on it. Um, so, yeah, I really loved that. Yeah, I love um, the monster itself. Yeah, the monster is great. I love the different characters' relationships with it, which is maybe when we... This is maybe a good time to transition into, like, the actual themes of the movie, which is, like... Oh, you can tell what this movie's going to be about in the first five minutes. I, I feel like um, Jordan Peele definitely took the note that us was maybe a little bit too elusive and this one is very much like about one thing uh which is basically i think think there are some maybe not as media literate people who might be a little bit confused on what exactly it's saying but i i found it extremely clear extremely fast yeah i mean it's a i mean it's quote unquote about like it's, an, it's animal, an animal exploitation movie. Yeah, 100%. And specifically, like, Hollywood animal exploitation. Yes. Because the main characters are, they um, put horses on, you know, Hollywood sets, basically. They handle the horses and own the horses and train them. Um, and we also have the bit running through the movie about the... Um, Gordy. The Gordy, the, the That's the, the opening chimp. scene, is we, we just see this 
this bloody chimpanzee on maybe a film set that you've kind of heard the happenings of up until that point while the movie is kind of fading in. Uh, as soon as I saw this fucking monkey on screen, <laughs> I knew you were going to lose your shit for I, this movie. <laughs> I have to reveal something about myself. I'm a little bit afraid of chimpanzees as a concept. Mm, mm. Point of order. You love animals. You I, love animals more than any other person I've ever met in my entire life. I love animals. You hate monkeys. I don't hate them. <laughs> Every time a monkey is on screen in anything we watch, you go... <laughs> you are oh, me. You're making me sound so dramatic. I just don't like to look at them. <laughs> <laughs> you have such a visceral reaction to any monkey. So as soon, as soon as I saw this chimp on screen bloodied clearly killing people i knew this movie was going to speak to you in a special way i kind of love it <laughs> you, you are someone who has told me specifically you have info dumped to me about real world chimp attack violence before it's something i know a lot about because i think it is one of the scariest animals mm. i think it's very smart to use it in this way just because oh my gosh what they can do to people is horrifying more than just a big cat eating you a little bit, chewing on your head a little bit, they rip off your face. They rip off your genitals. They they look like us. That's what makes it even scarier, is that they are so human and they're supposed to be peaceful and they kind of do act like people on a level. But, and kind of this is the thesis statement of the whole movie, sometimes animals just get territorial and when you don't interact with them on their terms, they get violent in ways that feel explosive and out of proportion because they're not people. Um, yeah, I think it's a very good thesis statement because, I mean, I hadn't really thought about how there aren't any chimpanzees on film anymore. Because when we were kids, that was like a thing in movies. We saw was, like, movies about like chimps for kids where they're like a talking chimp or whatever is like the main character. Yeah. Um, and that it just made, doesn't it happen anymore. It made me wonder if the, the 2009 attack was maybe related, if that was maybe a reason why they stopped using them. But, I mean, on on further research, it is just animal activists kind yeah. of doing their job. Yeah. So I, I appreciate that on a level. I think that's a very good thing they're doing. Yeah. Um, and, I mean, we see this kind of relationship with animals. Um, you know, one of the horses in the movie is just a little too territorial and can't be trained. Um, another one of the horses um, gets spooked all of a sudden on a movie set when people aren't treating it appropriately. And even though Daniel Kalia as the handler is right there, um, it, you know, freaks out and almost kicks someone in the face. And then um, we also have Gordy the chimp um, as another one of those. And then this all leads into the, the creature. Um, yeah. It's all related yeah. in, a, in a way that's very satisfying. And because in a, in a way, it's saying that like animals are predictable, yes, but not necessarily. Yeah, I mean, I think what it's saying is like, um, you know, one line I think they say is that like whenever you um, work with certain animals, like you can't tame them. You're like entering into an agreement with them, which is like... Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah, um, you're, you're doing this and as long as you do the right thing the right way they'll respond in the right way but also like as soon as you venture out of bounds a little bit you don't know you can you can mess them up so mm -hmm. um and this leads like directly into the kind of main characters um interactions with the creature so 
Um, our main character, OJ, played by Daniel Kaluuya. I would say he's the main character. Kiki Palmer, co-star for sure. Um, they're like one and two throughout the whole thing. They're very closely related. I feel like they both get a lot of equal screen time. Yeah. Um, but, you know, his relationship is he kind of want to keep... He, he kind of wants to keep the family business um, going after his dad pass, tragically passes away from the alien. Um, yeah. Kind of passing they, by. They say it's like an airplane dropping debris, but obviously he's not buying it. Yeah, and it, it's revealed later that, no, this is the monster, like, basically... Digesting. Digesting yeah. people. Um, or something. Something. Um, so, you know, his kind of thing is, like, he wants to... Um, the kind of through line of this movie is, like, this family goes all the way back to, like, the very first image recorded on film, which is, like, a... They have their spiel. Their spiel. It's very, uh, it's very fun how Kiki Palmer knows the whole spiel, and they have it on tape, and they watch it. They watch like footage of their dad giving the spiel. I, I like that detail a lot. And her character is Emerald. Yeah. Uh. Yeah, I. So, and then her whole thing is that she's never really been a part of the family business, and kind of rejects it, and she wants to be a star, basically. Um. And this movie is her way to kind of get closer with her brother and their kind of shared family history and tame an animal, finally, which is the creature. Um, She has the big climactic moment with it at the end. Yeah, she has this history with kind of her dad in the family business where she was supposed to tame her own horse and that was supposed to be her horse named Jean Jacket. And then they named the monster Jean Jacket. And then she helps tame it. And it's very, it's a good through line. Yeah, and I think the human story kind of separate from the animal exploitation stuff is very much about navigating like family history um like something that never gets brought up in this movie is like we never hear about their mom not one time um you know we hear about their relationship with their dad and kind of the way that that's be a single dad he could be i mean we just don't hear about it um but we hear about their relationship with their dad and the way that their dad is maybe genders them a little bit like the son is very much like the person who inherits the business even though it's clear that like he's not really a showman in the way that like emerald is like she's clearly got like the showman side of dad Yeah, she's she seems much better at it and he's clearly got the like horse trainer side yeah um and the two of them like kind of come together to kind of recreate that in a way that's yeah, you know, it's, it's almost like they can't make it work without each other yeah um and so that's kind of the the human drama of it um i appreciate their chemistry as siblings a lot yeah and this all kind of feeds into the climax where they like lure basically and train the alien to like perform the right way so that they can well they know it behaves like a, a predatory territorial animal in the way that you're not supposed to make eye contact with it and you can kind of drive it in that way so that's what they gotta do. And they also kind of, like, program it to respond to certain stimuli, like the flags and things like that. Um, I do have to say, my one... If I was gonna give one quibble with this movie... Yeah. I think it's kind of funny that this movie is about how if you uh, capture something on film or take a good picture, you can change the world. I think that's very... I, I always think it's funny when filmmakers do this. <laughs> no, well, when they I... talk about in the movie how, like, 
being a filmmaker is important and the history of filmmaking is important and capturing the image. I realize that like that's what the movie's doing. I just think it's I think it's a little uh uh I don't know. I mean, I think that's just the other thesis statement of the movie just because it is about taking a tragedy or spectacle and turning it into your cash bag, you know, your yeah. Oprah moment, yeah. you know. Yeah, I mean, um, they they keep calling it the Oprah moment, the Oprah the, moment, the Oprah clip. Yeah, um, they all want to be like a part of film history in a real way. I, it's just um, a little bit. Uh, I don't know. I always think it's funny when uh, it's, it's just a part of also like if aliens were an animal, would we not exploit it in that way? Sure, absolutely. Um, I just always think it's funny when a creative person as like their big thesis statement for the movie is like uh, making movies and media is important and affecting to culture as part of the story. I always think, I always think that's a little bit funny. I don't think it's even necessarily a quibble or a gripe against the movie. It's totally fine that it's exploring that. And I think it has some interesting things to say about like black people's role in Hollywood for sure. Um, You know, like part of their whole spiel is that like, did you know that the first recorded piece of film is a black guy on a horse, you know? like Yeah, and that's like their great, 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 infinite amount of greats grandfather. Yeah, but just like the fact that, you know, black people are part of the history of film and nobody knows that. Nobody knows about the first piece of film ever done. It's a very like someone who's done, their, who's done a lot of research about film and black people in film and has thoughts about it. Well, of course, um, Jordan Peele knows a lot about it. I think that is one of his big interests and one of his like strengths as a filmmaker is he is very knowledgeable about the practice. He, he cares a lot about filmmaking as an activity, uh, yeah. and that clearly comes through in this movie. You can tell how much he cares. Yeah. Um, and to that, there's a lot of like parodies of filmmaking in this movie that are funny. Uh, like They're on the set, and kind of everyone on the set, uh, when they're kind of doing this pitch, is very like stereotypical hollywood person um one of the characters is like a really obsessed cinematographer who's obsessed with getting the impossible shot yeah Uh, he he reminds me of what's his name grizzly man guy oh Werner herzog yeah he reminds me of herzog a little bit yeah um he's got a deep grumbly voice yeah it's very good um so yeah, I think that's all pretty good. Um, do you want to talk about Stephen Yoon's character? I think that would be great because I also find his character and his art to be very interesting. I, I loved it. Um, so he's like a child actor turned person who is selling his childhood uh, into like stardom, basically. He, he basically starts a little theme park based on... A show that he was a bit part on as a child and he has this um he was part of the gordy incident and he has like kind of this obsession with it and he sells it to people he has this little like room he, of has, memorabilia. A, he has a secret gordy room yeah that that he lets uh, weird people come see and stuff like that yeah um, very much um selling his trauma as a way to cope very child actor it is very child actor you get the sense that he's kind of chasing that high again of being a really important person yeah i mean that also leads directly into his involvement which is he's trying to put on this show of you know 
Oh, he successfully put it on from yeah. my impression. Yeah, of um, that. OJ says that he's been alien. selling him horses, and he says maybe ten or more horses. And we find out that they're all getting sucked into the sky as part of a show that he's putting on. Yeah, he's like rehearsing. Yeah. Um, it's also very funny that like the one horse that doesn't get sucked up is um, named Lucky. Is named Lucky, and also is like stubborn and isn't very tameable, and is like yeah, he's the horse that they have problems with in the beginning of the movie. Yeah. So. I think it's interesting that that's the horse that survives. The one that like that's does... a good horse right there. That that's apparently his second best horse, which we never see the first best horse. Maybe it was Ghost. Oh, probably his dad's yeah. horse. That that makes sense. The first one that gets sucked. <laughs> <laughs> um. But yeah, I really like Stephen Yeun's character. Um, you get kind of the impression that like he doesn't need the money for his little like carnival that he's operating it's more that like he's doing it out of a sense of like keeping the showmanship going and like it gives him his own little personal high to like put on a show for 30 people about his life or whatever yeah um but yeah i thought that was a really interesting like additional character to have in there um yeah he sells slushies to his horse execution show (laughs) and and uh everyone there kind of gets what's coming yeah all of them get get sucked up by the monster i also want to say his his co-star part of the incident that actually survived i noticed was dressed like that one picture of charla nash with her veiled hat the actual chimp survivor from 2009 in real life so yeah the survivor of that, the travis incident which that, is a real was, world thing that was not lost on me i thought that was an interesting detail yeah i think there's a lot of great little um jordan peele details in this movie they, they drop they drop when they're talking about animal exploitation and animal incidents they drop siegfried and roy you know there's yeah. li- there's little things buried in there that i appreciated there, there's also a bunch of nice little like call forwards or callbacks where like they'll um they're like the um at the carnival the like crank um picture taker the wishing well that takes pictures yeah that ends up being like plot it's, important it's um, a it seems like a one-off joke when it happens but then at the end of the movie it becomes kind of a big deal and little things like there are a bunch of balloons on the gordy set and the way that they like mess they, they like injure the alien and kind of drive it off at the end is by making it ingest a big balloon um there's just like lots of little details like that where it's planted kind of throughout the movie. And yeah. it's, it's really good. Um, I guess the only um, other like major character that we haven't talked about is Brandon Perea's character, Angel, who's like uh, uh, aliens he's a, guy. <laughs> yeah, he's kind of a lonely geek squad guy that just had his <laughs> girlfriend break up with him and he was really excited to talk about aliens he, he, with people he's a little too obsessed with aliens um i think this character is a little overused i thought when he was like my he's he like screams in the middle of the desert and he's like sorry my girlfriend just broke up with me anyway let's talk about aliens i thought that painted such a great picture of what that character was 100 percent. and when he's like compulsively checking their like security cam footage for alien stuff because he can't help it because he loves aliens so much it was like really good um this seems like a breach of contract 100 it seems like he shouldn't be able to do this um 
Yeah, I mean, I think that, like, um, my opinion of people that are a little too obsessed with ancient aliens is kind of just a little bit low, because I, I think in general, um, alien stuff is a little bit um, fraught in terms of some well, of the ancient way it's presented. Alien specifically, yes. Ancient aliens specifically, but, you know, a, a lot of stuff about, like, the greys and quote-unquote and stuff like that, like, like traditional alien stuff is, like, not good. There's a lot of bad communities of those kinds of people that are very popular. Yeah, I think um, it's supposed to just kind of paint a picture that he's a little bit of a lonely loser, though. Yeah. Which I, it absolutely does. It, it does paint him as, like, completely harmless in a way that, like, I think those people maybe aren't. And that that's kind of my only gripe with him being such a big part of the movie. Um, I think he, he could have been killed off a little bit more unceremoniously and it would have been good. I thought they were going to, but also his... He doesn't really get a resolution at all. No, he I just kind of rolls away in a field. His character doesn't really go anywhere. So, yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, that character is kind of one thing I would complain about, but I think it's just a drop in the bucket of how much I actually like it. I just kind yeah. of am willing to forgive that stuff. Yeah, definitely. I, it doesn't, like, ruin the movie for me or anything. Like He's, he's a piece of set dressing for the yeah. siblings to bounce off of more I, I, than anything. Yeah, definitely. And I love their banter. It's so funny. It, um, it's very as uh, siblings, grown siblings talking to each other. It's very funny. <laughs> I love when he just tells her to, like, shut the fuck up. <laughs> um, and, you know, she's, like, trying to get into the dad's old liquor cabinet or whatever, and he's like, I got some weed if you want some weed. And she's like, oh, okay. Yeah. Like, that That was good. Um, yeah. I love this, too. They're, they're really good. I mean, the them bouncing off each other is just, like, the heart and soul of the movie. Um, they're also just doing it, like... I mean, the moments that aren't tension is that moment, those moments of um, kind of sibling camaraderie that I really like. Yeah, it's, it's really good. And, um... Even individually, I think their performances are, are really good and really funny. There's, like, the one bit where um, Daniel Kaluuya, like, rolls up his window or, like, locks the car door. Uh, uh, yeah, th- there's a whole thing where he knows that the alien is above him. It's it's kind of creepy. I love the way that it paints this picture. It's raining really heavily, and then suddenly the rain around him stops. I think that's a really fun <laughs> indicator of, like, there's something above you. Yeah. And he just, he locks the door to the car. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's really funny. Um, but yeah, I mean, we could talk, like, forever about this movie, probably. We both really liked it. I really liked it. Um, it's got some really good, creepy imagery in it. I, I like the... I like the blood digestion all over the house. I really love the aesthetic of the, like, just north of L.A. into the desert kind of, like, black cowboy vibe. is just a really strong aesthetic that is so cool and really sells the movie at, like, 100%. Um, It's pretty sweet. Yeah. I I really like, um, yeah, I really... The cinematography is gorgeous. I love it. It looks incredible. Like, the whole movie looks really good. Um... I like the kind of painstaking attention to detail of Jordan Peele movies, and there's a lot of that here. Yeah, and he he knows how to make average things kind of creepy also. Like those weird noodle guys (laughs) become a mechanic, and also just the concept of a cloud that doesn't move. People have had a lot of fun (laughs) with over the past couple days after they see it. Yeah, Just the most... He thinks of things that other people just wouldn't think about. Yeah. And I love that. Yeah. 
really, really good movie. Um, definitely go see it uh, if you haven't. Yeah. If you haven't, I don't know why you're listening to this podcast. I mean, maybe if you don't want to see it yet, if you kind of want to know what it's all about. But this is, it's a very disorganized talk. We're not giving a full summary <laughs> Yeah, or we're not doing our usual, but um, yeah, I mean, we're probably going to do some of these for other movies we see in theaters as that yeah, happens I, more often. I really want to do this for newer movies that we see because we want to kind of touch up on those too. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Do you have anything else? I don't think so, no. I mean, I think we talked about all the things that we were really excited to talk about. Aside from, I mean, there are so many details you can pick apart in these things. That's the thing. I could yeah. go on forever. Yeah, it's true. Definitely. I just appreciate it for what it is. And yeah. how he's dipping into sci-fi a little bit. I definitely liked that this wasn't just like an up and down horror movie. Um, I like that it's, you know, it's very Spielberg-y. I, um, I I agree with that. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's very, it's giving signs a little bit, which also, uh, people also say is Spielberg-y. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, big fan. Yeah. Um, I think that's a mini episode. Yup. 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 Nope. When I asked you if you had anything else, I thought you were going to say nope. <laughs> nope. <laughs> they, they do say nope a lot. Quite a bit. I And it's always funny. It, it is always funny. They meant it like it's they, always appropriate. <laughs> it's actually it's actually used just sparingly enough that it's good. I think. I, I will say it's it's always very appropriate when someone's saying nope. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I think that's gonna do it for our bonus. Yeah, that was fun. Uh, we'll see everyone next week for our regularly scheduled episode. We're doing Paranormal Activity. That's a good one. I'm I'm looking forward to that one. Yeah, that'll be a lot of fun. Uh, bye everyone. Bye bye.